Good morning and glad you guys are here this morning. Our church, uh, welcome you, welcome you. Our church has a new tradition that we've been doing on Sundays where I shout and then you shout back. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. I love God and I love you. Thanks. And I want you to know there are some kids in service today, and they may squawk, and they may squirm, and they may cry. It's okay. We don't want them to go outside. We want them to stay here. And so if, if that bothers you immensely, I'll pray about that. I'm sorry to hear, you know. Uh, but we have little children here, and we want them here, and we want them to be with us. And so we're glad you're here. If you are little, even if you don't understand and you're just whining in the back, we're glad you're here. I see some young man that I love immensely in the back. Good to see you, Peter. And all you little kids, we're so glad that you guys are here. Bless you. You have found yourself at Jericho Road Church on an Easter Sunday. There's no greater day in all of Christian calendar than today. Today is the the greatest day for for Christians. It is the day that we celebrate. It is a day full of joy. Today, we remember and we rejoice in the reality of Jesus Christ, who was crucified on Friday for our sins, but on Sunday here, he was raised again. It changed the calendar completely. They, they, the Jews used to worship on the Sabbath, and then, then the, when, when Jesus rose again, all his disciples started to worship on Sunday, the first day of the week, because of his resurrection. It is a, it is a monumentally important day. What happened on this day 2,000 years ago, about 1,886 or 1,986 years ago, is the single most important event in all of human history happened on this very day, and it is essential to Christianity. Answering this question, did Jesus rise from the dead? That's the pivot point for all of Christianity. If Jesus did rise from the dead, then his promises are verifiable. If he did rise from the dead, then he's worth following. But if he didn't, you should not be a Christian. The Apostle Paul tells one of the early churches in Corinth, he tells them this, if Christ isn't raised then our preaching's useless. And so is your faith. He says, if Jesus isn't actually alive, then this is all meaningless. See, the resurrection is the key, most important, pivotal point in all of human history. Our faith rises and falls on the reality of the resurrection. It is the glory of God. I'm going to read for you uh, one historical account that was recorded by one of the eyewitnesses, a Jesus disciple named Matthew. And he was there, saw the whole sort of situation, and then he wrote his account about 20 years after Jesus was crucified. So he wrote in about 55 AD. And here's what he says about this, what we're doing here on Easter. He says, early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, <laughs> the other Mary, <laughs> she's not cool enough to get it, like she's just the other Mary, the other Mary, they, they went out to visit the tomb. <laughs> This poor other Mary, right? Like, what the heck? Anyway, they went out to visit the tomb, and suddenly there was this great earthquake for an angel of the Lord had come down from heaven, and he rolled aside the stone, and he sat on it. And that guy's face was shining like lightning. I don't even know what that is, but his face was shining like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow, and the guards shook with fear when they saw them, and they, they fell into like a dead faint, the Roman guards. Then the angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid. He said, I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come see where where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you to Galilee. And you'll see him there. Remember what I've told you. 
the women, they're like, what? And they ran quickly from the tomb, and, and they were frightened, but they were also excited, and, and they're filled with joy, and it's like all this craziness happened to them, and they, they rushed to the disciples because they were going to give them the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus actually met them. Jesus himself, the risen Jesus, met them and greeted them. And I can't believe they didn't fall down on their faces. Oh, wait, they did. They ran to him. They grabbed his feet. They fell to his feet. They're like, what? You're alive? And they worshiped him. And Jesus says to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee because they're going to see me there. See, this is full of glory, absolutely glory, nothing else but glory in this situation. Well, maybe there's, there's joy and awe and wonder and excitement and fear and redemption and love. And all, so all sorts of things are happening on Easter, but glory is happening. Easter is pure glory. All doubts are then gone from those people. They didn't have a faith. They had a sea. They saw Jesus alive, and they're like, oh, that changes everything. The things he was telling us that would happen, they're actually true. He's raised from the dead. His resurrection verifies his claims that he's God. It verifies his claims that he can forgive sins. It verifies his claims that he can grant access to heaven, that he is the life eternal. Easter equals glory. And as Christians, we look back on this day as a day of ultimate victory. See, God won, and we win. Every one of us has the opportunity to be freed from sin through Jesus. See, Friday was the payment. Good Friday, Jesus dies on the cross. It was the payment. And today is the day that Jesus takes possession over that which he paid for, namely you and me. Eternal life for those who believe in him. There's another guy, Peter, who, who like literally walked around with Jesus, and he was one of the first people who saw him, uh, the empty tomb. And this guy, Peter, he writes this. Peter writes, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because in his great mercy, he's given us, us, he's given us a new birth. He's given us a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. See, God wants to tell every one of you this morning who came here today, he wants to tell you something, and he wants you to hear these exact words. The glory of Easter is the promise of a living hope. Jesus is alive, and he has a gift for every one of you today. He's got an eternal inheritance that can't spoil It won't perish, and it won't fade away, and it's waiting for you. Easter is when Jesus presents this gift of eternal life to people. This Easter today, right now, Jesus is presenting that gift of living hope to you. If you can hear what I'm saying, Jesus is offering. For those of you who've never put your faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, Today could be that day. It's a really good day to do it. It's Easter and you'd remember it. It's like not an anniversary, right? Today could be that day. Maybe all week, all year, all month, the last decade, God's been speaking to your heart. You've been saying no. You've been saying no. You've been saying no. And today something's happened inside and you don't quite understand it. <laughs> we call that the Holy Spirit moving inside of you. And you say, I could really lose, use some, some living hope. And maybe today's the day where you say yes to Jesus and you decide to follow after him. All you have to do is just say, simply ask, Jesus, come into my life. Save me. 
If you did, in fact, resurrect from the dead and you are alive and you can save me, I'm going to put my trust into you. And for those of us that are believers, Easter stirs something inside of us, something wonderful. Like it's a, it's a reminder and a, refre- a, a refreshing and a, and a reconnection of us to that living hope. Like as believers, we need it. It's not just a living hope for that one time where you said yes to Jesus and that was the only time you got the living hope. As believers, it's again as we celebrate Easter, it's a fresh Easter. This is the first time we've had Easter in 2019. And it's a living hope offered to you and I who are believers as well. For some of us, maybe, maybe you went through a really tough stretch this year. Maybe uh, you lost a little bit of hope for a minute. Well, today, God wants to restore that hope through Jesus Christ. Ultimately, like all things, it links back to the glory of God. The author of the book of Hebrews writes it this way. He says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory. The sun is Jesus. And he's the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, dying on the cross, resurrecting, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So this passage tells us that after Easter, Easter, Jesus rejoins the Father in heaven, mission complete, glory fulfilled. If he had a mic, he'd drop it at that point. Now there's some folks today who want to step out publicly and declare that kind of hope, of, of their hope of Jesus to all of you. And the first group is some parents who want to take their kids and they want to tell, tell you, church, and tell God that they're going to raise these kids to follow Jesus. They want to dedicate their kids to Jesus this morning. And we think Easter is this fantastic opportunity to do that because it's, a, it's emblematic, it's symbol, symbolic of, of, of Jesus giving them that loving hope. And so I'm going to ask uh, um, all of our four sets of parents to come up and stand right here. And then one by one, I'll call you up on this stage when I'm talking to you personally. So if you have uh, your kids, uh, you can bring one kid, five kids, however many kids you want to bring. So those, as those four parent sets of parents are coming up here, oh uh, yeah, some have multiple kids. Uh, as they're coming up, I want you guys to know that we're also celebrating Jericho Road Church's uh, fifth anniversary today. So yeah, we're officially going to kindergarten. Yay. So uh, nothing says Easter and anniversary celebration like tacos. So I want to invite all of you to free tacos. They'll be right outside uh, the courtyard after our baptism. For so come on right up here, you guys. Step on this uh, this fine. Uh, all yep up here, and then I'll call you up one by one. Hey, looking good, man. And we're actually hoping your kids misbehave because it's way more fun when they do. I know that you don't want that. I know that you've been threatening them all morning. Uh, but we hope they cry and scream and do silly stuff because it makes it way more fun. Hey, you guys, come on up. And so I'm going to call you one family by one family up to stand next to me as we do this. And so, hey, what's up, man? All right, Albert and Yvonne, would you step on up here? We got you guys coming first. All right. So this is Albert and Yvonne, you guys. Uh, Albert and Yvonne Fu. And they've brought their little buddy, uh, Oliver Fu, to be dedicated to the Lord today. Hi, bud. And so I'm going to read you, uh, they, each of these couples have sent me something, and I'm just going to read them for you about their spiritual journey and their family. So Albert accepted Christ while he was in college, and after uh, being baptized, he served God, he grew in his faith uh, through reading the Bible, and now he lives out his faith as a critical care nurse, uh, serving God's people every day. And Yvonne accepted Christ in high school, learning about Jesus from some, from some really faithful Catholic and Christian friends and uh, other followers and family. She lives out her faith by showing compassion to others and knowing that God is always there to forgive her and to love her. 
Yeah, fantastic. They want Ollie, that's Ollie right there. They want him to grow up and develop healthy lungs. I mean, uh, develop healthily. They want to, to do their best to raise him to know Christ and to love and trust Jesus, praying that he becomes a faithful Christ follower. They want to lead him through their example as role models, uh, teaching him through books and through life. And they mention Jesus often in their day-to-day interaction with Ollie, and they pray with him and they pray for him. Okay, so we're going to do our dedication part. I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to ask the church a question. Uh, do you, Albert and Yvonne, agree before God to raise Oliver in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Okay, now church, do you church agree in all of your interactions with this family to support them and to join in raising Oliver to follow the Lord Jesus Christ? Okay, so I, Samuel Tomsick, as a minister of the gospel, I'm going to dedicate this child with water uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. May God's blessing shine upon him all the days of his life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, bless you. Oh, and he didn't cry. Got him. All right, you guys, if you could just join us down here. Blessing, blessing. And we're going to pray for all these families right at the end here when we get, get through them. So Kian and Jennifer, perfect. You're standing right there. This is Kian and Jennifer, you guys. Welcome them up. They brought their child. Uh, oh, and this is Cassidy also. She's the most important person in their family, right, Cassidy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they brought their other, more imp- uh, other also important, not more important. Colby, Evelyn, John, to be dedicated to the Lord today. And so Kian and Jennifer, they both accepted Christ in, in junior high. And they've been uh, following him as active members of the church and the, and the church community, serving in various ministries, going on mission trips, and trying to live godly lives. They want Colby to lean and rely on God alone and not on worldly things. And they pray she would encounter and embrace a love not found in the world, but found in Jesus. They're going to love Colby as Christ loves them, and they'll work to be Christ-like followers. God calls them to be so that Colby will see Jesus in their lives, and they they will intentionally surround her with this loving church community as well, uh, as well as with other godly men and women. Okay, so do, do you, Kian and Jennifer, agree before God to raise Colby in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? All right, church, do you, church, agree in all your interactions with this family to support them and join in raising Colby to follow the Lord Jesus Christ? All right, so I, Samuel Tomsick, as a minister of the gospel, I'm going to dedicate this child with water to the Lord Jesus Christ. May God's blessing shine upon her all the days of her life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bless you, bless you. All right, two for two, no crying. All right. All right, Jason and Christine, would you guys join me uh, up here? And a little bit of shuffling around. And Marissa, would you join us? Marissa's the older sister here of Seth Johan Lee, and, uh, and there, he's going to be dedicated to the Lord today. What's up, Seth? So Jason and Christine have both been following the Lord since elementary school, and they've served him faithfully for many years. They want to raise Seth first to be a follower of Christ, putting God first in his life, They pray for good health, and they pray for a heart to love others. They're committed to showing him to Jesus by living out their faith in front of him as examples of Christ and showing him how to live a life of loving God and loving others. All right. Do you, Jason and Christine, agree before God to raise Seth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? 
Do you, church, agree in all your interactions with this family to support them and join in raising Seth to follow the Lord Jesus Christ? We do. So I, Samuel, as a minister of the gospel, dedicate with water this child to the Lord Jesus Christ. May God's blessings shine upon him all the days of his life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless you, buddy. Amen. Bless you. All right. Now, uh, bring up the crew here. Henry and Abigail Cho are bringing uh, Amanda J. Hyun Cho to be dedicated today to the Lord. And they come with their other two amazing sons, Hank and Teddy. So we're so glad to see you guys. Give them a wave. That's because you guys are popular. Henry was raised in the church, and he accepted Christ as a kid, and he was baptized in high school, and he met his beautiful wife at church and uh, has been trying to follow God ever since. Abby grew up in a Christian home believing in God, and she accepted Christ as her Savior at Bethel Korean Church in the youth group one Friday night service. God's been working to draw her near to him as she surrenders to him alone. They want Amanda to have the blessing of knowing Christ's love at this very early age, to believe in him and to put her trust in him. They want her to have the blessing of friendship and wisdom and to grow up uh, in a community of believers to learn to love God and to love others. They're going to be intentional to teach her the gospel at home, and they pray that they will continue to grow in their faith and their faithfulness so that Amanda and the boys will have a good example of how to follow Christ. Okay, so do you, Henry and Abigail... Oh, Abby, sorry, Abigail. <laughs> do you, Henry, do, do, sorry, <laughs> drew myself. Do you, Henry and Abby, agree before God to raise Amanda in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Now, church, do you agree in all your interactions with this family to support them and join in raising Amanda to follow the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. We do. So I, Samuel, as a minister of the gospel, I'm going to dedicate with water this child to the Lord Jesus Christ. May God's blessing shine on her all the days of her life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless you. Splash her. Splash her. All right, we're going to take a time. Would you join me in praying for these folks right now? Father, we want to lift them up, and we as a church want to just pray for them. Our hearts are agreeing in one right now that you would bless these families, bless these children with, your, with health. Father, you bless them with a great mind and even most important, a heart that will love you. Father God, would you give the parents patience? Oh, God, yes, patience. God, would you just uh, deliver the parents into your hand, into your loving place so that they can interact in a way that honors you with their young children. And God, I pray for our church that we can support these families, love and bless them. Thank you for their faithfulness as they step out in faith to honor you by dedicating their children over to you. We pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Great job, you guys. Okay, so I told you that there were two groups of people that wanted to uh, show you about a living hope that's happening in their lives. And so in just a minute, we're going to do an adult baptism. It's going to be out in the courtyard, but I want to introduce you to our two adult candidates. Now, one of them is going to seem a little small for an adult, but that's all right. And the other is going to seem a little large for an adult, but that's all right. And so I'd like to invite our two candidates for baptism to come on up here. You'll see what I mean. This is a delayed joke. There we go. (laughs) The big one and the little one. (laughs) This is Isaiah and this is Zach. And uh, 
they'd like to show you guys uh, what God's been doing in their hearts and uh, really demonstrate what Easter is all about. So they've, they've written something for me, and I put it together, and I'm going to read it. Uh, that way they don't get a little bit nervous here. So Isaiah here, he, uh, Isaiah Williams asked Jesus to be his Lord and Savior at a Christian summer camp in August of 2018 when he heard that he could live peacefully along with God. He was overjoyed, and he wanted to receive him as soon as possible. And since then, God has given Isaiah strength and courage to be the school president. That's so cute. <laughs> Uh, to excel uh, in both outside and inside school activities, Isaiah has been influenced in his spiritual journey by his mother and father who directed him to turn to God when he needed assurance and help. And he wants to be baptized because it means he is publicly announcing his love to God and showing you all that his life is at forever peace with God. Look, I also want to personally add this, Isaiah, that you are one of the best young men that I've ever met. And I am so blessed to watch you grow. Uh, and the Lord, uh, I think that you're inspiring and amazing. And I do love you. So Zach Fisher, uh, his life's been filled with a lot of self-depreciating thoughts and disappointments, and especially in how he treated people and some of the poor decisions that, that were that he was making. These are his words, not mine. <laughs> so, sorry. The, the last part was mine, too, so this is his part to, that he's telling you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, what a contrast. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's his words. Uh, knowing that Jesus uh, died for his sins and lived uh, his life so that Zach could be saved and go to heaven really moved Zach, and, he cha- it, and, and it changed his life forever. Zach recognizes his need for that type of love, uh, which changed his outlook on life and then on himself. And since, since uh, he accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior, God's been with Zach at all times in every decision or word. He's in his thoughts and he's reshaped how he views people and the world. Jesus opened him up to joy that he didn't, didn't realize was available. Zach desires to experience that feeling even more. He's grateful for his family who have been supportive through this process and for his friend Trevor who began a Jesus conversation just a little bit more than a year ago. Um, he'd also like to thank Pastor Andrew, who had an impact on uh, his spiritual life. And he said Pastor Sam, but that's awkward for me to say. So. Uh, he's looking forward to baptism because it allows him to walk the path that Jesus walked when Jesus was baptized. And he loves the symbolism of fresh, clean, new life transformation. This is my part. Zach... You truly are a blessing to everyone who meets you. And I'm certain that God has incredible plans for your life as you yield to him. And I love you. Okay, I'm going to release these two guys. You're going to go get ready and you're going to meet me out there, okay? So as I'm going to release them. They're going to change or not change because apparently he came to Easter in shorts. That's good. His mom is like, what the heck? <laughs> right? No, uh, they're going to get ready, and we're going to meet them out. Uh, there's a baptism pool right in our courtyard. In just a moment, we're going to step out there. This is continuing as part of our worship. It is not the key for you guys to slide out the door. That's not this time. <laughs> we, we have big guys who will find you and drag you back. Not really, but uh, please. 
while in the water, I'm going to ask them two questions. Uh, I won't have the mic, so in case you can't hear me, the questions that I'm going to ask them, I'm going to ask them if they have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they're going to answer yes, or they're going to get out of the pool. And then the second question I'm going to ask them if they want to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then at that point, then I will baptize them. Baptism is a is this powerful symbol, but it's more than just like, it's, it's not magic water, but it's not just regular water. It's a supernatural act that God asks us to do. And there's a powerful thing that happens during it. And I want you guys to remain in a, in a heart and a posture of worship as we see this symbol where we are dead and we're resurrected. We are dirty and then we're made clean. We're just like Jesus died, he was buried and rose again. Baptism is a symbol of that. And so as we experience that, we're going to step out in the courtyard together And we're going to actually uh, be singing a worship song. And I want to invite you to either, there's an upstairs balcony you can go up on, or you can stay in the courtyard, and we're going to sing a song together, and then we're going to do our baptism. And I expect that our family of believers will rejoice. I want to invite you to shout. You can clap. You can whistle as we invite our candidates to get baptized. And when they come up from the water, I'm going to ask that you all actually pray out loud for them if you're a praying person. Just, we're going to just pray for about 30 seconds over each person, and then I'll close it, and then we'll have another candidate. So if we were going to, we're going to go out, we're going to worship, we're going to do a baptism, they're going to come up, and, and I need you, church, to pray for them. This is a powerful moment in their life and in the life of our church. And so I'm going to invite us to now, we're going to step into the courtyard as we uh, will be worshiping when we go there, and in just one minute, we'll be right into that pool. So go ahead, and with a heart of worship, would you join me walking out here to the courtyard? <laughs>